Madison. And I'm Malia. And this is Driveway Moment. Happy Friday. And happy Halloween. This, I just got a message from my cousin and it could not have came at a better time because this is what I wanted to talk about today because our episode is spooky stories. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just going to read the last part of the message I got. It's so creepy. Four to seven people. Not me. Turn your phone off, then turn it back on and you will have a new wallpaper. Do you remember getting the messages, like the email chains? Yes. And it was like, if you do not send this, you will, your mom will get a black spot in her eye and die or something stupid. Yes. I have vivid core memory of forwarding the message to 15 people (laughs) (laughs) of it being like about someone named Teddy. And if you didn't forward the message, he was going to be under your bed that night and kill you. And so scary. You had to forward it to 15 people. And I remember like finding my mom and I'm like, mom, I don't know 15 people. Like I was panicked. (gasps) And I remember sleeping in Aiden's bed at the foot of his bed, like curled in a ball, terrified. You're like, Aiden, if he's killing me, he's killing you too. Literally, because he's sleeping under my bed, not Aiden's. But I was so scared. I could not sleep. Oh, that's so sad. I know. No, okay. That actually, when we were talking about spooky, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't think I have any spooky stories, but I was thinking about it. We used to live like, not like super far out, but Mm -hmm. it was definitely like we had trees surrounding our whole house. Like we didn't have super, yeah, we didn't have super close neighbors. Mm -hmm. And I used to always get so scared living out there. Like, well, because also my parents, I was the baby of the family and they'd be like, oh, we're going out to dinner. Bye. (laughs) And I was like, no, I want to stay home because I just wanted to be independent and big Mm -hmm. and I would be fine. And then I would get so scared. I'd always end up calling my mom. When are you coming home? I get so scared. I used to get so scared. But then I would like, would just turn on all the lights in the house and like, (gasps) listen to Adventures and Odyssey. Oh my gosh. I used to listen to Adventures and Odyssey all the time. But anyway, and then I'd be fine. I'm going to listen to Adventures of Odyssey today. You should. Well, do you have a spooky story? I have a ton of them. Okay, I actually have one. I was asking, well, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, oh, do you have any spooky stories? And she was telling me about, okay, so this is kind of confusing. It's my mom's brother-in-law. So my uncle, it's his sister. I'm not related to them or anything. Mm -hmm. It's his sister. And Okay, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So this was like back in like the Mm mid-1970s, like 1975-ish probably. Okay the time of ted bundy mm-hmm. and it was like in washington they lived really far out mm-hmm. and in this area yeah okay i have been to the house that my mom was talking about and it's really far out okay like um, Yackel? yeah but way farther okay. so she was my mom was saying she was like super into running super healthy mm-hmm. go her anyway she was running one day and she found a girl's id on the side of the road okay and she's like oh that's weird and i think she like noticed it i don't know if she grabbed it or just mm-hmm. left it and then she was running and then a little while later she looked down and saw a like a, a debit card no and it was the same person oh my god she's like that's weird and i think on her run like she ran quite a ways and she ended up finding like a couple other pieces of this girl's id and i don't know if at the time like my mom was saying that she wasn't sure if she like, I don't think they reported it or anything, mm-hmm. but it was just like, that's really weird. Why is this person? So it's never confirmed? No, listen. It turns out this person was actually a victim of Ted Bundy, and 
what the police think has had happened was that this girl was in the car with him and realized that something wasn't wrong or something was wrong and she got nervous and started throwing her id and license and like debit cards and credit cards out the window so there would be a trail to find her first off is that not the most terrifying thing ever first off they tell you to do that i've heard that actually that you should throw out your id or like rip your hair out like leave trails but crazy the poor girl (laughs) madison's like in an uber (laughs) half bald (laughs) literally i would be but actually my hair falls out anyway so i don't even need to try but i would feel bad being the girl because what if she reported it and the girl didn't could have been saved oh i think ted bundy was like immediate i don't really know for sure but i don't know anything about ted pretty sure he was literally like he would kill them in the room in the woods is he the is that the green river killer i believe so oh that's we should google it sorry my coffee is really loud that is so creepy i never heard this story before really yeah i remember my mom i think it was my mom and my aunt talking about it like a long time ago like scarred me yeah, like, that was, that I was will literally, I am if scarred. I ever get scared in a car, my license will be out the window immediately. Yeah. By the way, guys, these stories, some of them are very scary. Uh, some yeah. of them are very lighthearted. So it's a mix. Mm-hmm. But our last full, like we did a full body chills episode. Two of them actually, they were pretty spooky. So. <gasps> no. Okay. Really quick. Gary Ridgeway is the Green River Killer. Why is there so many killers in the Pacific Northwest? No, it's actually creepy. There are so many, like, up north, too. What? What was the Green River Killer? Okay, sorry. I should not have Googled that. I'm scared to live here. It's actually really weird. No, okay. I think there's a lot in New York, too. Like, very wooded areas. Interesting. But in nowadays times, there's, like, no, there's it's no, harder to be a serial killer. Yeah, there's like there's so much. There's too much DNA and yeah. science to yeah. protect us. No, it's actually true though. Mm-hmm. I've heard stuff like that. Yeah, like the 80s. This yeah. was in 1970. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but did I ever tell you about when I was driving down the road and I saw the clown? What? I think I've been waiting to tell you this. It's not. It's a very short story. Did this happen recently? Yes. I have two stories, and these both happen like day by day. Huh day by day what do you mean? like one day and then the next day okay but like recently or years ago no this was like in the last month what okay. i was driving <clears throat> yes in hazeldale okay and right before i turned to get to my house there was a red convertible with a guy in a clown mask was he robbing a bank or something? I don't know. Then he turned in, like, over on the side. There's apartments. He turned into the apartments. And I was, like, trying to, like, I was, like, I want to go drive and see if I can see him again. But I'm also, like, what if he's a killer? <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is alarming. I probably should have reported it. But I was also, like, maybe people are trying to be. This was, like, in September, though. It wasn't even October yet. Mm, and it was, like, weird. For a minute, I'm, like, this would kind of be a cool photo. But <laughs> this is really weird. The red convertible and clown. Yeah, I could see yeah, it. Yeah, like, uh, it was that a sunny day weird. too. It was so bizarre, creepy. Okay. Anyways, next one. <laughs> my other spooky story. Well, already knows this one. About a month ago, Drew was out with his friends. It was mm-hmm. a weeknight, and he normally doesn't. He's normally in bed by nine, but it was ten o'clock, and so I called him. I'm like, "Hey, when will you be home?" He's like, "Oh, I'm on my way." And I wanted to be a good wife, so I'm like, "I'm gonna clean my house." And I put on a podcast, opened my window, put a fan in my window, 
and like start cleaning and I pass my window again and you can see fully into my neighbor's backyard from our bedroom window you told me to look the last time I was at your house and like I know what you mean now you can literally see their entire fenced backyard yes no privacy (laughs) anyways I saw a flashlight and I'm like that's so weird so I go to my window and I peer out my window and there are cops in my neighbor's backyard like peering around the corner with their flashlights like peering in the windows very sneakily as my window is open and I have a podcast blaring they're being so sneaky so I turn off my podcast panic and go downstairs do they have their guns drawn like in the movies oh okay because it was it was pitch black I just like imagine them having their guns with their flashlights on them probably what it was but I also didn't know if it was a cop at first. I'm like, is that someone in my neighbor's backyard? Like someone trying to rob them? Oh, but then like so I got scary. a glimpse and I could tell that it was a cop because you could see their uniform and there were more of them. And so I got a big team of robbers. <laughs> I go outside and there are literally eight cop cars lined up on the street. No lights on. And I'm panicking, sneaking around. I should have went up and asked them. Um, you should definitely not have the cops the cops have their guns drawn no no but there are more cops on the street not the ones in the backyard oh were they just casually standing there or something yes like lined up and then on the main road there was a cop car with one blue light flashing i would literally be terrified they would shoot me and think i was a bad guy well i was thinking it was like drugs or like i don't know what i was thinking anyways come to find out that there was an active shooter in my neighbor's backyard that is terrifying. I know. No, that literally makes I'm me so. Immediately. That would just be like, what if they thought you were the active shooter? I know. I don't know why I went out there. Wait, but I felt safer being outside of my house and inside it. I don't know why. You are literally the person in the movie <laughs> who's like, oh, "There's a noise in the basement. Let me run down there and not turn on the light." <laughs> literally. <sighs> and let's shut the door behind me too while yeah. I have headphones in and not to tell music. anyone that I'm going down literally, here. Literally, I want to watch it. I literally like hate that. scary movies. I refuse to watch them. No, but like the dorky them. ones, like Scream. I still hate them. I feel like it's so dorky. I despise scary movies. Like, I will not watch them. I don't like, like, demonic scary movies, but I like, like, the spooky. Speaking of demonic, should we hop into the stories? <laughs> yes. Okay, do I have any other? No. Sorry. I just, uh, this story is terrifying. Speaking of demonic, wow, wait a segue. Um, mm, okay, I yeah, know. go first. Okay, so this story is literally terrifying. Um, if you don't like demonic stories, maybe don't listen to this. Okay. I don't like demonic stories. <laughs> don't listen. Plug your ears. <laughs> okay. So this is actually a story about one of my uncles. He used to like do remodeling and they live on the East Coast. And so there's like super, super old houses over there. Mm-hmm. And I believe this house was like an 1800s house. So mm-hmm. it was like super old. And he, like, went to the house, and the people were, like, showing him around what they wanted to do. He was just going to, like, give them a quote. Anyway, they went into the basement, and when they were down there, all of a sudden the dog, like, the whole dog's fur, like, started standing on edge, and this dog started growling and then freaked out and ran up the stairs. And the owners completely ignored it and just kept being like, okay, anyway, yeah, so this is what we want, blah, 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 blah. And they're like... My uncle was like, okay, that was kind of weird, but whatever. So he just talks to them. Your uncle's a contractor? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, contractor who loves Jesus. Yeah. Because they went up the stairs and then my uncle started talking to them about Jesus just because he loves Jesus and wants to tell Mm -hmm. everyone about Jesus. Anyway, so he's upstairs and they're like, oh, so like you're like, you believe in God. Like, do you want to pray over our house? 
And he was like, what? And so I'm not exactly sure how it happened, like what exactly the words that were said were, but basically they were like, yeah, we like, we think there's like some sort of like something evil in our house. And my uncle's like, yeah, I kind of noticed your dog. Like that was Mm -hmm. weird. And they were like, yeah, there's something weird here. And so my uncle came back a different time with his brother, who's a pastor, Mm -hmm. and they went in the house and they went in the basement and like started praying. Mm -hmm. And they were like just praying that these evil spirits will leave the house and like, in Jesus' name, leave or whatever. Yeah. And he said that. Or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. No, but like, sorry. I mean, I just have a bunch of notes for this story because it was told to me. Okay. So he, they were praying and he said that they both could feel the hair on the back of their neck stand up and they started hearing this like low mumbling and they're just like still praying. And then they hear like this high pitched moaning noise and they were just praying and he was saying that it literally felt like there was like warfare going on in the room there probably there was yeah anyway that is literally all i have and then my mom is like yeah and then i think they left i don't think you got the contracting job it was too expensive like what mom you need to tell me the rest of the story anyway and i called my uncle and he didn't answer in time so if I get an update on this story, I will tell you guys, but literally terrifying. That's terrifying. Just I to start like, it off, spookiness? No. Just one thing. That's okay. why I will always. Pray over your house before yes, you move in? Literally. Yes. Mm-hmm. You I need agree. to. So we don't know how it ends? Like I don't know. I texted my uncle. I will ask him. It'll be an update for next time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But no, so thankful for the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Literally, Holy Spirit, activate. Have you seen that TikTok? Yes. Okay. I'm going to read my story. Okay. So one time when I was probably 17, I worked at a local coffee shop. Well, this older guy would come in when I was working. He wasn't attractive, like, at all. Frumpy, (laughs) and his face was full of deep acne scars. Oh, my gosh. Be nice to the guy. Usually had high-waisted pants on with the belt. He would come into the shop and kind of stand near the entrance, but off to the side. Is this a very inappropriate story? He would come into the shop and kind of stand near the entrance, but off to the side. And he'd turn away from the counter, but start pulling at his pants near the waist and up and down, etc. Totally creepy vibes. After I caught on to this behavior, I voiced my concerns to my manager and told her I wasn't comfortable waiting on him. I would try my best not to wait on him when he'd approach the counter like a duck out to the back room, etc. Sometimes I'd absolutely have to, though. Well, he was there almost daily, so this would happen quite a bit, the pants thing. Well, it so happened that the one time I was out of town, praise Jesus, my coworker told me he came in one day while I was gone and asked for me by the name, and he had a knife. I totally freaked out. I believe they had called the cops, and the cops came and said, I believe they told him he had a restraining order against him to not enter the premises. If I remember correctly, either before the incident or after, we saw an article in the paper known to stalk and approach women with a knife. But after that, I was living on edge in total fear every time I go to work, drive around town, see him in his car, etc. I got in, I got in my head about it so much that it was affecting me. I talked to my mom, and yeah, I don't know, that was pretty much it. I moved away a year and a half later. Never knew what happened to him, but totally cringe. No 17-year-old should have to worry about that. Yucky yuck. 
What? That's so creepy. Um, okay, I read this one before we started, when it first came in, and I literally misread it, and I didn't know this was the story until I just now read it. Okay, yeah, I'm like, okay, literally, you were the one that got the things this time. How are you so shocked? I know, because I That is so creepy. What? Total cringe? That's not cringy, that's scary. That's terrifying. Oh my gosh. No, I actually literally, I cannot. That's so scary and creepy. And this poor 17-year-old, that's awful. What I would be mean? traumatized. Oh, I would need like severe counseling. I would like, I would be I literally, in fear constantly. I would carry a gun. Yes. Except, Have you seen the TikTok? No. I'm carrying a gun with me. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> okay, no, that's actually, I'm pretty sure that's like, I don't think you can take a gun to a knife fight though. And you also can't carry a gun when you're 17, but. Not legally. <laughs> not legally, but at this point, I would. No, that's terrifying. Poor girl. Hopefully, you got some counseling. That's Please terrifying. tell me who you are. I want to ask you more questions about this situation. Please <laughs> right, tell us who you are. Write in a follow-up story, please. This please. is terrifying. Give us a life update on how you are now. <laughs> yes. Okay. One time when I was about 14, I was home alone, and I was watching 48 Hours. It used to air on basic channels way back, and I was a frequent viewer. I was watching TV in my parents' room. They only had a television in their room. We did not have it in any other area of our house. It was It was a long time ago when my parents thought having a TV was really bad. (laughs) Anyway, back to the story. I'm watching TV alone. Out of the corner of my eye through the doorknob, I could see a man standing clear as day wearing a dark coat. I was so scared. I had to call my friend and tell her that someone was in my house. It took me over an hour using any object I could to hurt this creep. I finally got the courage to jump around the corner, and to my relief, I saw the vacuum cleaner with a jacket slung over it. Oh my goodness, was that a relief. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would do that. I'd do that. That would be so scary. Calls a friend. Sorry. <laughs> I literally... <laughs> there's, a man in my, there's a man in my closet, as if he's not going to move. <laughs> I'd be like, well, yep. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, that's literally... Uh, relate that is so funny okay okay around christmas of 2019 okay this is from a girl who um does etsy okay and so yeah around christmas of 2019 i had an order during the holiday rush made it shipped it out in january it comes back to me saying not deliverable I contacted the buyer to see how to go forward, but there was no response. I waited a week to contact them again, asking if they had a different address I could send it to and if they wanted a refund. Still no response. I go into the shipping in Etsy, and sure enough, the address is verified by USPS. So I wait and wait and eventually completely forgetting about it. Cleaning up my shop in mid-April, lockdowns gave me a lot of time to clean. I come across this package that had just been sitting there collecting dust. So I went back to those combo attempted to contact them again now sort of feeling bad they never got it i refunded them so usps is telling me the address is good but they won't deliver so i just google the address to see if that helps my heart drops the third result after zillow and redfin is three parish in electrical fire from a local news website and the article was dated from late december 2019 oh that is heartbreaking i know and very eerie feeling. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Oh, oh man. I'm like, some of them are lighthearted. 
None of these stories. Okay. Yes. The man, the homeless man in the car was like. Lighthearted. Lighthearted. But that is actually just so sad. I know. Could you imagine? That is, would be the eeriest feeling though. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. <gasps> so sad. Oh. Okay. That's heartbreaking. But this next story is not heartbreaking. Okay. So. Just, just traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So to preface this story, I want to say that my dad is a pilot and has been for many years. A few years ago, I was trying to get down to Mexico. Since my dad is a pilot, I'm able to fly standby. On this day, there was only one more flight going out and I was really hoping to get on. Unfortunately, this flight was already overweight and completely full. I was texting back and forth with my dad and he casually mentions that he knows the pilots who are going to be flying down to Mexico. He said he'd talk to them. And miraculously, a few minutes later, I got a boarding pass. I was so thankful to have gotten on this flight. Once we had taken off, the pilot comes on the intercom and lets us know that this plane is overweight and there seems to be a problem with the landing gear. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty seasoned traveler. I never get nervous of flying. This is just a normal part of life. But this news was a little alarming. I decided to text my dad and let him know what was going on. I basically just wanted him to reassure me that everything was fine. After I text my dad and let him know what's going on, he tells me that he's going to get in contact with the pilots and see what's actually going on and to see if I need to be worried. A little while later, I get a text from my dad saying, I'm going to need you to locate the closest exit to you. One should be in front of you and one behind you. I have never been so scared. I was expecting my dad to say, oh, it's nothing to worry about. You'll be fine. This is so uncharacteristic of him. I am immediately panicked. Right after this, the pilot announces that we are going to have to make an emergency landing into Dallas because the Mexico airport does not have the same safety protocols that Dallas does. Also, we were going to have to burn off as much fuel as possible because the plane was already overweight. Cue the panic. Everyone starts to get very nervous. The lady next to me keeps telling me that if she dies, I can have her luggage. I can have her luggage. I don't know how to tell her this, but I know in my mind that she is sitting right next to me. So if she's dying, I am also dying with her. But it was really nice luggage. This is when the pilot comes back on and says that we are going to try and land. He explains to us that without the landing gear, we are going to try and slow down as much as we possibly can and just land on the belly of the plane. To say we were all terrified was an absolute understatement. By the grace of God, when we were landing, the landing gear came out. Long story short, I didn't make it to Mexico that day, but I did eventually get there. I would not fly for a long time. I would literally need to be medicated to fly after that. That would be so scary. First off, two things actually. Terrifying that her dad was scared because... Yeah, he's like a seasoned pilot. Yeah. Like, Second, that would be so scary. Couldn't they land on, like, a body of water? And then have everyone drowned? No, but, like, haven't you heard the story about the pilot who landed the plane on the Hudson River? And it, the plane, like, filled with water and stuff. But everyone lived. I hope. I might be saying. I thought a pilot landed on the Hudson River. Everybody lived, and it was an urgent situation. Yeah, I don't think you want to land on water, though. I think it'd be a lot safer to land at the airport with, like, fire trucks and all the emergency true. people right there. Oh, true. Would you die if you had to land on the plane, like, the belly of a plane? I don't know. I was actually listening to a plane, uh, 
like a plane crash podcast. Mm -hmm. It was actually terrifyingly awful. Mm -hmm. But like there had been times where like planes had to do that, like where they would land on the runway, like without landing gear, like in a field. I think that there was like definitely casualties, but people still lived. Uh, no. Well, I just think that'd be terrifying to like have your dad who's a seasoned pilot be like locate your emergency exits could you imagine the feeling of everybody on that plane oh that's so scary i'm shocked that they would even say that i would prefer the pilot not to tell us until the very last moment honestly yeah why would i want to know don't you think why would you want to know that you're gonna die Hey, by the way, spend the last five minutes of your life in traumatizing, terrible fear. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's a fun, fun one. Sheesh. One night I was leaving a friend's house. I had to drive to pick up my wife from her girl's night. I was pretty tired and on autopilot. A few minutes down the road, something in my rearview mirror caught my eye. There were two eyes staring back at me. It was a man. There was an actual man in my back seat staring at me. I immediately felt flight or fight mode kick in. I was positive that this man was going to kill me. So I slowed my car down to five miles an hour and literally just jumped out. As I watched my car roll away, I was still in complete shock. This is when the quote unquote killer pulled my e-brake and saved my car from crashing for me. And I had some choice words for the man. I started to calm down a bit when the man was obviously just as confused as I was. Turns out the killer was a homeless man looking for somewhere warm to sleep. I ended up giving him directions to where my car was originally parked and we both went on our way. I cannot. I would actually die. That is like the worst thing ever because I check the backseat of my car always, even before knowing this story. (laughs) And like, but you don't think it's actually going to happen? I know. You're like, oh, like glance, but there's obviously never going to be anyone back there. Yeah. No. Okay, well, thankfully, no one would be able to fit in my back seat because there's too many car seats, but... Um, they probably could. I don't even think a small child can fit in my back seat anymore. My children's car seats are really? giant. But no, that's literally terrifying. I would be so scared. Yeah, what would you do? Would you jump out? I mean... Are you I, a fight or flight? I was just talking about this last night, actually. I literally... I don't do anything. Emergencies happen, and I, I freeze. Fight, fight, or freeze. Oh, yep. See, I'm not. Freeze has to be one. Yeah, I'm definitely freeze. There's this test that you can do about if you're fight or flight. I'm neither. I'm freeze. But it's not like a test. It's like pushing you or something like that, not a test you take. I think I'm also freeze. I'm trying to remember myself Mm. in bad situations. I'm not. Luckily, I've never had a man in the back of my car, so. (laughs) Literally, that's so scary. Hello ladies, Madison from the Dare to Share podcast. I have a spooky story for you. I went to a Christian college in Missouri. I had never experienced creepy things or just things that were just unexplainable until going there. I really do believe that there were some spiritual things going on. Being immersed in the word every day and worshiping God every day, the devil was really trying hard to stop it. One night I woke up and it was 3 a.m. on the dot. I felt really weird and felt a heaviness. I was terrified to look around or do anything, literally frozen in fear. The next night, it happened again, 3 a.m., right on the dot. This time was even scarier. I literally could not move. Then it happened the next night, but this time I woke up to something falling off our wall and crashing to the ground. 
It was again 3 a.m. right on the dot. The only thing to help me not be frozen in fear was to say Jesus out loud, and it was like an immediate relief. I was so freaked out, but knew nothing was going to hurt me. <gasps> that is terrifyingly creepy. 3 a.m.? Literally. Uh, I actually... Like, no, okay, I love this, though. She just had to say Jesus, and it was an immediate relief? No, that's what I was going to say, because... When I, like, I can kind of relate, not to this extent, but, like, in Mm -hmm. Bali, you could definitely feel, like, spiritual warfare going on. Mm -hmm. Like, especially because you are immersed in the Lord every day. You're, like, that is a literate, like, all day. That was what you were doing there. Yeah, that's what you do there. Um, But, yeah, that's terrifying. And I don't like to give any, like demonic stories or like i never watch demonic movies oh never i wouldn't but i'm like i don't want to give my like time and attention to that because Mm -hmm. i agree why would i as we talk about them on the podcast but you know what i mean okay but just saying both of our creepy stories that had like demonic things in them both of these stories the people were like with jesus and they didn't have to be scared because they had jesus with them you know what i mean because no yeah i yeah i don't know i agree with you though i cannot stand like i don't watch scary movies and stuff like demonic scary movies because i just that's creepy and i don't yeah and it's so real and true and i feel like yeah and it's not something to like play around with yeah or give your time to yeah exactly (sighs) spooky spooky Okay, these actually were a thousand times more scarier than I thought. I was expecting I we would have like, oh, I thought someone was stalking me. Haha. No, these are like literal terrifying. The knife one though, like, I need to tell Drew that story. Oh, please. Whoever wrote that in, please give us an update. Please. We want to know. That is so scary. Yeah. Well, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram so you can be informed when we have new prompts for our story episode you can submit your stories driveway moment podcast and yeah we have some really fun episodes coming up. yes we have some really fun ones so make sure i can't even talk make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode yes make sure to rate and review us we are going to have some really 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 cool guests Mm -hmm. coming up in the next couple months it is going to be so we've got some exciting things in the works fun all right i think that's it Bye. bye